Hi, and welcome to Ways It Takes, episode 65, the Phil Hughes episode, former bomb of a pitcher for the New York Yankees. Absolute garbage I can. I am Trey, joined as always by Dylan, Tucker, and Cam. How are we, gentlemen? Living the dream. We're doing? Okay. Yes, Cam's, Cam's in pain. We won't disclose why, but Cam's hurting. Um, so... Kind of a big week for sports, so I feel like a lot of news, a lot of, a lot of discussion. Um, big week for the podcast. Uh, two points to give out here. Um, so the first point is going to Dylan. Dylan getting his sixth point of the season. He is back with a vengeance after yes, sir. a lackluster first season. I think I have more now than season. I did before. You're close. You're very close. <laughs> you might, actually, yeah. The second point, going to Cameron. Setting him up with his second point. Um, yeah, that was a good one. That was a really good one. So Cam's take winner was the uh, Lonzo Ball take. Uh, Dylan's take winner was the Dan Vladar take. Who could have saw that coming? I think you said when you made the take, nobody's going to care about this. Yeah, well, apparently people did. Apparently they heard it. it was the first one on the list might have been the only one they read. <laughs> there, I, you know, I, I like to every every week I rotate. Us, I slide us down the list just to make sure that people aren't thinking that way. Cause I <laughs> honestly consider that like people are just gonna pick the first one they see. So the scores stand at Dylan leading the way with six. I'm in second with four. Cam's in third with two, and Tucker is at zero after his <laughs> movie misstep Boo. for the for the defending champion. Um, any other winners and losers? Cam Gonzaga take looking good. Um, real good. UCLA making the final four. Looking good. It's game just started. I, I called it in the round of 64, and they made it to the Elite Eight. They weren't supposed to make it to the round of 32. It's a winner regardless. You, call, you, you called it last week. Did so after, after the round of 32, you called it. Well, they won the Sweet 16, which is a huge. <laughs> they beat Bama. They're an 11 seed that beat, like, the fifth best team in the country. I'm taking that as a dub already. Um, any other winners and losers? I'm a loser. My take this past week had zero votes. Oh, yeah. That's so that's ultra, ultra uh, loser. Trey's a loser. Uh, he did a soft Patriots take to try and get a point, and he still couldn't get a point. How was that a soft take? That take Because just... you just put Patriots takes in all the time. Because they're my favorite team, and they're the team I pay attention to the most in sports. What's wrong with that? Just easy points. I, if, easy if, points. If, if every week I was putting out a take like, oh, the Patriots are going to win the division this year. They're the better team. They're the best team in the AFC. Cam Newton, comeback player of the year. If I was hyping them up every year, every week, yeah, I'd agree with that. But half the time, I'm crapping all over them. So I don't, I don't, I'm not going to let that stand. I'll say uh, Trey, uh, loser for Gilmore. Possibly. Possible loser for and, Gilly. And, and Cam, possible winner for uh, um, Alvin Kamara. Oh, yeah, true. Alvin Kamara going uh, up this week. But that was my other one. I, I meant to say that. Yeah, Kamara hates the 17-game rule. Doesn't, doesn't want to play. <laughs> we, can definitely dis- we can discuss the 17-games change a little later on, but let's get into waste it takes. Um, oh, sorry, also loser just... Uh, uh, March Madness betting. It's too hard. <laughs> I stay away from it. That's what I, I don't, I'm not getting into it. I've, lo- I've lost almost every bet I've made. 
I've ne- I've only the first bet I ever did was the only one I've ever won. <laughs> that was like a year ago. We gotta go play the pony somewhere. We gotta get to casino. I do. I do. I need it. takes live from a casino. Gotta play the ponies. Um, I need it. All right. Um, ways it takes. Tucker and I always lead off. Uh, Cam or Dylan. I want one of you to lead off tonight. I'll go. Um, I got a wild one. A wild card. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Um, everyone knows about the. Um, Birds aren't real thing, right? The government creates birds to spy on us. I had a conversation with my girlfriend yep. about this this past weekend, yes. Well, it's confirmed. The government just tried to kill the Jazz um, so that they can't <laughs> take so that, so that LeBron can win another one. Um, I, I like it. They're currently sitting in first in the West, and they look good. Uh, I haven't played as well as as of late, but nonetheless, they look good, and they're too much of a threat to it. They're too much of a threat to the best player of all time, and the government hates to see it, and they tried to take down the Jazz, and those poor birds, if they are real, which they're not, had to suffer, and the plane, planes are bigger than birds. They made it safely, thank God. I'm, I'm glad. Um, but the first thing I heard when I when I heard this was this was an accident. Could happen to any of the teams. The Jazz are are sneaky. They're somehow in the first in the West. LeBron's in the West. They're a threat. They need to be taken out. They tried to do it. If I'm them, I need to be on a major lookout. Um, yeah, that's my take. Government tried to kill the Jazz with birds. Well, this is gonna win ways to take a week. Because this is so ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. This is more. This is what we need. So I've never. I. I, I don't like. I don't like the uh, birds aren't real conspiracy because I. I've been around birds my whole life. Seen birds. I've killed some birds. Um. I've. Uh. My cousins and I. I don't think Tucker was involved. He may have been, but when we were young, there was a little baby bird that had died. It had fallen out of its nest and died. Natural causes. We didn't touch it. It just died. But we found it, and we grabbed two sticks and named them the tongs of death. And we had a little dissection to just learn what's going on inside of a bird. Oh, God. Just all of us. Just cousinly bonding. A little bit of a serial killer move. Yeah, no, I was. I, I just want to adamantly say that I was not any part of this. I think it was me, um, Alex. Murdering and birds and, like, picking them apart on their insides is not in my hobbies. Regardless, it was, of it was scientific, anyways. Anyway, it was scientific, anyways. I've seen the inside of a bird. It's flesh and blood and guts, and it, it's real. So it's like they want you. Anti, I'm anti birds are fake conspiracy. But however, it is insane. I saw pictures of the plane. It's insane that these birds do this much damage to a plane. Like, the whole front of it was dented. There was blood everywhere. The engine was ripped apart. Like, there was an explosion in the engine. It's like, I've seen, you know, I've seen birds. You you look back to, I, I saw a tweet that was like, you're telling me Randy Johnson can throw a fastball through a bird, but a bird flies into a plane and almost kills 100 people. You know, it, it's insane. Um... LeBron needs all the help he can get. He's old. He's hurt. You know, his team's not, his teammates don't like him. So, um, if birds aren't real, Cam, then I buy this. Yes. 
but I think they're real. Bill? You know who's also a, um, a killer on the basketball court? Larry Bird. Uh-huh. He did some damage to the Jazz back in the day. So, government's all in on Bird's family. It's all coming together. Uh, it is kind of amazing, uh, you know, how much damage they could actually do to a plane, I guess. Um, especially to get into that engine. If a plane doesn't have an engine, you, you're going to have problems. So, yeah, birds, like Trey said, I mean, I've been around birds my whole life. I, I don't. Pigeons are weird. Uh, there's something going on with pigeons. That's uh, the bird I'd say I have the most experience with. Experience? I would say I have least experience with a pigeon, but they're just they're they're goofy. They like to hang out too much. They 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 survey the room around people too much. So I'm I'm, I'm kind of behind. The, eyes. I'm kind of behind the bird take a little bit. So I'll I'll stick with the cam. And they like and the government likes LeBron, I guess. So. So so Not the Chinese government. I was I was gone for the weekend, and I came back to a ton of bird poop on my car. And they're on I, you. Obviously, didn't have this happen today. This didn't, you know. I'm just making this take right now, and the jazz plane thing just happened today. But I've had, you know, doubts about birds, and <laughs> they might know it. This is another big tooth type thing where they know. If I come out tomorrow, my my car is just covered in bird poop. I'm I'm, I'm alive and I will recant. Yeah. Are we um are we anti bird this podcast? Can we can we make a stance right now anti bird? I hate birds. With the exception of the American Eagle, I'd say. Yeah. The bald eagle is, is sacred. I saw a bald eagle this weekend, too. I gave it a lot of love. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I need, I need to add to this. At work, in our warehouse, we had a bird trapped in there for like two days this past week. So Real malfunction. I think, I, no, I think he was trying to spy on us. We're expanding, and I think he's trying to get the scoop on our, our competitors or something. Um. All right, anti anti bird podcast. Um, Tucker, your thoughts? Birds trying to kill LeBron, kill, trying to kill the Jazz to save LeBron. I don't. I'm not. Oh, I mean, I'm not buying that that they kill the Jazz out of all teams. Maybe if this was on the Nets, I would buy it more. But I just don't see the Jazz as enough of a threat. Like, yeah, but you know, I, but also, you know, birds hate Jazz. It would though. be the perfect team to kill because they're kind of like the sleeper team that could beat them. Versus the Nets is too obvious. It's clear government. So, yeah, I'm actually on board with this now. I've talked myself into a circle, and I'm fully on board. We are big tooth, big bird. We are having a lot of a lot of conspiracy. To- we should have a conspiracy segment. But top five conspiracies list, guys, at some point, maybe. Um, all right. I have a ways to take. It has to do with football. Big trade this week. Niners moving up to the number three. Moving uh, the Dolphins making some excellent moves. Only moving down like three spots to number six, right? Isn't that the pick they picked up? Um, and then gaining a, another first rounder as well. So the Niners made this move. Everybody everybody knows, basically. doesn't even think. Everybody knows because they're going to take a quarterback. They're uh, Wait, pretty f- Trey, they have a yeah. third pick. Yeah, I said the third, but the Dolphins oh. moved down to the sixth. Oh, my bad. I thought you said they had the sixth. Go ahead. Yep. Nope. They moved up to three. Dolphins dropped down to six in the end. 
Um, and they're going to take a quarterback. They're fed up with Jimmy G, his durability issues. Some people think he's not a good quarterback. I'm not ready to say that. Some people, maybe on this podcast, think he's not a good quarterback. Um, but they moved up, and they moved up with a guy in mind, I'm thinking. So they've been, uh, you know, they've had to deal with Jimmy G going down. The thought is, I think, bringing a guy for when, if not if, Jimmy G goes down, that can step right in and take over because this team is good enough to make a playoff push and and to make it, first of all, to make it to the playoffs, which they should, and then make a playoff push. So they didn't trade up for Trey Lance. They didn't trade up for Justin Fields. No. They traded up to number three to draft Mac Jones. San Francisco 49ers are drafting Mac Jones at number three. They are... They are not going to wait. I'm sorry, I'm dry heaving at the thought of someone trading up for that. Where were they? They were at 12, right? Before, they were at 12. So you think of the teams in front of them. You've got the Jaguars taking Lawrence. The Jets taking Wilson. Then you've got a team like Atlanta possibly needs a quarterback. Um, You've got the Carolina Panthers need a quarterback. I feel like there was one other team in there. But they're not leaving it up to chance. They're not saying, hopefully Mac falls to us. They are saying, we got our guy, the most NFL-ready guy in this draft, outside of maybe Wilson. Um, we're going to slot you, him in. Do you think he's more NFL-ready than Trevor Lawrence? Yes. Trevor Lawrence ran a college offense, very college offense. He's not as NFL-ready. He's still going to be good. He's probably going to – he might end up being the best in this class. People are already saying Wilson's better than him in general. I don't know if I agree with that. But um, I think he's – the most NFL ready right up there with, I pray it's probably Wilson and then Jones. In my opinion, are the most NFL ready quarterbacks and the Niners made their move to make sure that they get their guy for when Jimmy gets hurt. Um, that's my take. Niners moved up to three to take Mac Jones. I mean, I kind of hope they do it. That'd be funny. I'm fine with that. Um, leave all the offensive tackles and, you know, Micah Parsons and good. D lineman on the board. I I'm totally fine with that. Uh, I don't think it's well. They're happen. taking a quarterback. They're taking a quarterback, no matter what. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but they were they were after us. But it, it doesn't matter. Um, I don't think this is going to happen. I think anyone who who has you know eyes can see that Mac Jones had played with the most talent of arguably anybody. Maybe Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow actually had to move out of the pocket a little bit and didn't have, you know, 12 seconds to throw the ball every time. So maybe they have a good offensive line, but they arguably have the worst receiving core in the NFL. Um, so I don't think that's going to happen. They're going to have to get a guy like Fields who can make moves outside the pocket, run it a little bit, and he ran a 4-4-4 today unofficial. Uh, they're 100% taking Justin Fields at three. I hope they do. I want Mac in New England. But, Tucker? Uh, bad take. I don't think there's any chance. Why would you trade up to three? You could have traded to the Eagles pick, who are clearly willing to trade to 12. So why wouldn't they have just saved the first-round pick, went to six, and gotten him if they did it? Because I don't think there's any chance he goes in the top five if they don't take him. I don't think there's any chance that they would t- he go any higher than six i, I mean, hope you love him going i just yeah but 
you can love some like you can love a guy and still like know his worth on the market. You know what I mean? Like you can love him, but still know that he's gonna go like Rondell Moore. Like you might love Rondell Moore, but don't trade up to the top ten to get him when he's clearly not gonna go in the top ten. It just seems kind of dumb in that scenario. Like you could have guaranteed Mac Jones without trading up to three. I'm just if you trade all the way up to three, I'm assuming that you are going for Justin Fields or Trey Lance. I think that they love him and. The reason they moved up, they didn't want to take a chance of somebody grabbing him. Plus, they are loose lips over there. Everything, every single thing that happens in San Francisco gets reported on. And nothing is said officially, but every single thing, like this entire, you can just look at the entire Jimmy G thing. There's so many rumors in San Francisco because they just can't keep their mouth shut. So even if you do like Jones, you say, okay, we're going to move up to six, but we're going to take Jones. Don't tell anybody we're going to take Jones. It's going to get out. It's going to get out, and some team's going to hear you taking Jones. They're going to be like, wow, San Francisco really wants Jones. They traded up to get him. Maybe we should have another look at him. I think it's all part of the plan. Um, I think that they're not taking any risks, as you should with quarterback, and they're they're going after their guy at three. Bill? I have, I have another – wait, real quick, though. I have another possibility. Um, I heard rumors that before this happened, before any of the trading happened, the Niners actually were talking to the Jets. Um trying to get a better understanding of what they were going to do, who they were going to take. I think it's possible the Jets might not take a quarterback. And the Niners get possible. The Niners get Wilson. I don't think it's likely. I think they should. But everything has pointed towards them keeping Darnold regardless. And the problem right now is, is, you know, every single position. But I think it's it's a possible possibility they take, like, the – dude from Oregon or like a tight end, like Pitts or somebody at two. Um, and then Wilson falls to them because that's why they would trade up because, you know, he would go next. But I don't know. I still think they'd take fields. I mean, if any team's going to mess that up like that, it's going to be the Jets. Because I actually, I love Wilson all of a sudden. Watching his pro day was like nuts. So I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Winston, on Will, Wilson. Phil. Uh, so a couple things, Trey. You you can't get too fed up on the old pro day stuff. That's just like, I don't know. I'm not huge on like those um, showcase type events. It all comes down to play. And when you look at Mac Jones, yeah, his plays really good. Uh, he's also playing for a team where he could just sit in the pocket the entire time. Um, Jones or uh, yeah, Mac Jones. He's like, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around him because. He was kind of coddled, not coddled, but, you know, it, it seemed it was, like, easy where he was at in college. Um, and I, it's like, if he shows up to an NFL camp and trains real hard, gets into better shape, like, maybe he becomes better. I feel like you're still taking a risk with that guy, though, so it's hard to say that someone's going to trade up just for him. I think anyone outside of Wilson and uh, Lawrence are risks in this draft. Yeah, so... Well, that's always, like, the top, outside of the top two guys, it's always a risk. Yeah. I guess it really comes down if you interview the, the kid and you you see work ethic, if you don't, and if you don't see as much work ethic, so, then they would, then they would pass, but I guess that's up to them. I'm so excited, I can't wait. A month away, less than a month away now until the draft, so excited. Um, this might right. be the first, this might be the first draft where I know every single one of the top 15 
maybe 20 picks. Like I, I, I feel like I, I yeah, know, no, I know a lot more, a lot more players this year than I usually do. Um, so yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Tucker Dillon, who wants to go? I can go. Uh, so I'm going to take a book out of Trey's, play out of Trey's book. I'm going for a Patriots take this week. Um, so everyone's been talking, we need Jimmy G, we need Jimmy G, we need Jimmy G. And I've been looking at Jimmy G's stats and everything. Jimmy Garoppolo is a poor man's Ryan Tannehill. Like, everyone talks about how he's this great player, he could be all this. Ryan Tannehill is better in every phase of his career than Jimmy G was. Ryan Tannehill's had great stats at certain points in his career. When he was on the Titans, he took a worse team to the AFC Championship game. Everyone credits Jimmy G as if he did anything on that, um, on the title run that they ended up losing the championship. But he threw for 88 yards and two interceptions in that Super Bowl. And I'm just not buying the Jimmy G hype. And I just, I, and I was just, I feel like that's the most comparable guy, a guy that's carried by his running backs often. Ryan Tannehill, if he was on the 49ers, would have won that Super Bowl. 100%. I'm convinced at this point. So yeah, my take is, I'd rather have Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know how hot of a take it is, but, um, yeah, there it is. Cam, you want to start this off? I know you're the Ryan Tannehill stand of the podcast. Love Tannehill, and this is an easy agreeance with me. I mean, let's go. It's, it's, it's the eye test, and it's, it's the stats. That's it. They're both at work. I mean, Tannehill, um, regular season numbers are, are much better. Much better. And I think one of the. And he doesn't get injured every year. Well, not every year, but he has been injured. Um, another thing is, I, I, I don't think Tannehill, they didn't let him do enough. Honestly, in the playoffs that they ended up losing. No. He's, he's, he's somewhat carried by Henry, but at the end of the day, he still was in the MP, MVP candidate, like, like conversation for a little bit this year. Um, at least top 10. And, yeah, I think this is just an easy take. I mean, Jimmy's a good-looking guy, but when you have one of the best offensive lines and one of the best defenses... But Jimmy gets all this hype, and then Ryan Tannehill gets nothing, I feel like. And I just want to bring that to light. Right, I agree with you. And, I mean, yeah, you could say Kirk Cousins' stats are great, but he can't perform prime time. I mean, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy G doesn't have Kirk Cousins' stats, and he can't perform in prime time. I mean, come on. He gets way too much credit because he's a pretty face. If he was ugly, if he looked like Big Ben, no one would. Oh, my God. He, do you think he'd be a starting quarterback? I'm not sure he would. Probably not. I don't think he would have become a starting quarterback without his face. Uh, Dill, you want to touch on this? Yeah, what's funny about all this, Tuck, is it seems like you always bring this back to one game. And one game, the Super Bowl game. You always bring Whoa, it back no, to okay. his performance no, no, in right. one I'll game. game. The <laughs> NFC Championship game, where he threw for 88 yards and two interceptions. Was that Would that be a better game for you? Or the Beautiful. game before that, when he threw Beautiful. for 140 yards? The thing... Um, the, I can go through his entire playoff run. Yeah, I know. You you nothing. always you always bring up the playoff run. They made it to yeah, the Super Bowl. People, you can't... You, that's everyone's biggest take on why he's good, is because he made it to a no, Super Bowl. Not. And then you bring up 
oh, well, what do you do in that playoff? How do you get to the Super Bowl? It's like, oh, well, he just got carried by his defense and the running backs. And like, well, but, you could say the same there, about Tannehill in his playoffs. So, who handed him the ball? You could say you could say the same thing about Tannehill with Henry in, in some capacity. And I I, no, I will agree. MVP I will agree that the the NFC Championship game he didn't play great, but they still won the game. So you can't really knock the guy for not performing enough in a in a game that he won. 88 yards and two interceptions. I can absolutely knock you for it, regardless of if you win or not. So you have picked two games, one of which was the Super Bowl, one of which was a game that they won. A no, championship the two and, of his and yes, those are the two games and, that I picked. And you did, and you haven't <laughs> picked like the like thirty other game. games that he's played. So I think it's more the fact that he doesn't complete a full season, and that's that's what's more frustrating. Um, and I would take a guy in Tannehill's skill, whether he's good, he's better or not, he's on the field more. I would take him more than Garoppolo right now for sure. But you can't knock Garoppolo as being a, like a bad quarterback just yet. I think it's more he's an unhealthy not quarterback. Absolutely mediocre. Let me go, please. Go, go, Trey. I saved you for last. This is a, it's a fair comp. I'll start by saying that Tannehill and Garoppolo, I'd say, are on the same same level. This is a fair comp. But if you remember, I came around on Tannehill. I was down on Tannehill, but he doesn't have to win the game, and that's the most important thing in football is winning the game. The, the, st- the thing you don't look at, you think you don't look at Jimmy G and say, oh, he was so good because he made it to a Super Bowl. Yes, that's part of it. But the real thing people need to look at is the record with and without. The record with and without. With 24-8, and eight, without 7-26. and 26. So here's the thing that you're forgetting about that season that he didn't play is that the entire season they were also without Kittle and Bosa. Do you have any comment on that? They the two quarterback is the straw that stirs the drink. Okay, but then their two best players were also out. That was just they would have won more games. Yeah, but if they had both, they had Bosa and Kittle. You're saying that didn't really matter, but having Garoppolo did matter. I just Kittle wanted to make matter. sure that I got the that. Ball. This year, look at this year. And what about when he got benched for Nick Mullins this season? Do you have any comment on that? You got to see what you got in the back. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So Listen. yeah, I don't remember any good quarterback where they're like, "Eh, do we want to go with Nick Mullins instead?" Jimmy Garoppolo is better than <laughs> Brian Tannehill. He's made it to a Super Bowl. He w- he wins more games than he loses. He has a, he's better at throwing the football. In um, no way is he better. So and, and I how is he better at throwing this. the football? I think they're he has a lower I, completion percentage, less passing yards, and less touchdowns per year. I think yeah, I think you're right. Well, he's better. It's a comparable comp. Um, Jimmy G is a winner. He's a proven winner. He wins games. He's brought his team to a Super Bowl. Um, I hey, pray, I pray that Jimmy G gets traded to New England. Trey, you know who else made it to the Super Bowl? Who? Cam Newton. Yeah, Cam Newton's a Super Bowl. And this is so he, irrelevant. And he won Well, Cam, Cam Newton was good when he made a Super Bowl. If if Jimmy G. Was if it, it Jimmy G in ten years and say, well, we yeah, get him, we could five, get him now. We'd be that was five years ago, by the way. Five years. I understand it was five years ago, but he sucks now. This is so. This is banana land that people think that Cam Newton is a better option than Jimmy Garoppolo. But, but no, but anybody, anybody watch football last year? Well, doesn't make you a great quarterback. No, but he wins games, Tucker. 
He wins games. He's 24. What would I say? 24 and 8 all time as a starter? More than that. Probably 26 games. Yeah, with an all time defense and all time offensive line and great running backs. And all great time. Players. All time. He's offensive line is nuts. All time. Who's talking about the Niners defense is an all time defense? Literally nobody. Not that one person. Year, that year they were one of the they best were, defenses. They were second. They were second to the Patriots, who had Tom Brady, and he couldn't make a Super Bowl. So is Jimmy better than Tom Cam, Brady? You're falling into Cam's trap of him just trying to stir the friggin' pot. Shanahan's a better up, coach than Belichick. Oh my God. Shanahan's better than Belichick, and Jimmy G's better than Brady because he made a Super Bowl and the Patriots didn't. That's it. That's fine. We can move on. All right, fine. Don't care, Cam. Yeah, I mean, your your team has just been irrelevant forever, so I really don't care. Um, oh, just wait on it. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Danny Dimes. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, loser, Cam. Uh, Giants have a more promising future than the Patriots. You said that last week. Maybe we'll um, home every week. I'm just gonna keep saying Wait, that we're we're just gonna hammer it home every week. We had arguably a better free agency than you guys. Actually, I'll go. Oh, what did he say? <laughs> what did he say? What did he say? <laughs> who did you guys have? Who did you get? Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Hunter Ooh. Henry, Johnny Smith, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, uh, friggin' um, Matt, Wilpick, uh, Judon, Judon. Uh, Jalen Mills, <laughs> but you um, don't have, but you don't have, but you have Cam Newton still who throws the ball into the dirt. You got Correct. That, that is the big part. If you take, if you look at the free agency periods, we had a better free agency period. You might have a better team currently. No, but you have a better okay, quarterback. Okay, we got we got Leonard Williams back. We got a Dory Jackson. We got Kenny Galladay. That three probably goes ahead of everyone, uh, one of your guys, except for Hunter Henry, maybe, and then. Uh, outside of that, we added inside guys that you have no idea who even are, just like the Matt Judons and everybody else that I only know because you brought them up in our group chat every single day when you signed somebody Matthew that you Judon's don't. Judon's pretty well known. Matthew Judon's good. Yeah, no, like, I feel like I knew the name Matthew Judon well before. I'll give you that for Jalen Mills and Devon Godshaw. But yeah, no, did not know those two. I'll even give you Kendrick Bourne. I knew Kendrick Bourne, but I didn't like – he wasn't a big name. Nelson Aguilar I liked. Because he learned how to catch a football. That's my least favorite favorite contract. That was my least favorite, too. He's a a irrelevant. I I feel like Nelson Aguilar had a really good year this year. He's old. We're spending too much time on this. We're in similar spots. We we got some good free agency picks. We still have bad quarterbacks. Let's see what happens. There we go. Let's see what happens. I mean, we get to to take on the boys this year. So Uh, we'll we'll use that as a barometer. All right. Let's talk March Madness. Uh, Um, I still have to do my wasted take. Go ahead, sorry. We went on for 20 minutes on that. Go ahead. All right, wasted take. Short, sweet, to the point. Tom Brady won Super Bowl this year. Zidane Ochoa is going to win the Super Bowl. Nope, not Super Super Bowl. Bowl. The Stanley Cup for the Washington Capitals. And Kyrie Irving is going to win the NBA championship for the Nets, and it's going to be a sad day for Boston fans. Um, I don't like when Dylan does predictions because they almost are. They were close to right last time, and now I'm scared that this one's going to be right. I don't know about enough about the NHL. I know Washington the is in first good. right now. They're tied for first in the league. Okay, so they're pretty good, and they're and forced to be reckoned. I 
have said that the Nets <clears throat> is going to blow up in their face. So no, disagree. Net, you you might get the Caps, you won't get the Nets. Nets aren't happening. Wait, who went to the Nets from the Celtics? Kyrie. Kyrie. Oh, so Mookie, Tom Brady, Kyrie, and Char are all going to win. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, I'm not, I 100% on board, and I'm actually betting on it. <laughs> yeah, add, you can add Mookie to the list. They'll win again or something. I don't know. Well, they did win the last week. So. Yeah. Christ. Uh, just an update on uh, UCLA. UCLA's up at half. Johnny Juzang has two-thirds of the entire team's points. He's incredible. Well, Love Jews gang. Yes. Uh, Tucker. Is that a thing yet? The Jews gang? No, that sounds, uh, that sounds racist. Bad. Yeah, no, I said it, and I immediately regretted it. <laughs> Thoughts on Dylan's take? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to say no to the hockey one, because I think the Bruins are going to win. I, why? Have I watched... More than five minutes of Bruins hockey this year. No. But you know what? They I won tonight. Team and also, Shootout like, victory. It's the Capitals. They already won one, and I don't think they'll win one for another 50 years. It's just, I don't know. I don't believe in anything in Washington, D.C. But um, as for the Nets, I think it's more than likely they will. And that really hurts me to say because I'm I'm going to be actively like a LeBron fan in the finals that's, if that's what the LeBron comes down. If the finals comes down to that, I'm going to be fucking cheering on LeBron like I've never done before. I am, which just kind of I don't want to cheer on LeBron like that, but I have to because I can't like that that team has every single NBA NBA superstar. Ugh. I'm not a fan of super teams. It's actually starting to piss me off now. All right, now we're done with Wager Cage. Long Wager Cage segment. Um, all right, March Madness. We've got some of our final four matchups set. Um, Gonzaga is a wagon, as Cam stated. Uh, we got Michigan and UCLA at the half right now, as Tucker mentioned. Baylor moving on. Houston moving on. Anybody want to talk about the events of the past? I think it was the last two rounds we haven't covered yet. So Sweet 16, Elite 8, anybody got games they want to talk about, teams they want to talk about? Cam? Yeah, FSU kind of <clears throat> broke my heart a little bit. Um, they didn't have it, but I still don't think Michigan does either. They're just kind of you know, squeaking along. I think they'll either lose tonight or they'll get blown out by Gonzaga. I don't have really any other... Any other interesting stories? It's been kind of a, a typical, you know, I, I wish Oral Roberts won is one, and I wish um, UCLA has kind of been cool to watch if they win tonight, and that's about it. Tucker, you're all in on UCLA. You're I'm all game. in on UCLA. Do I think they'll probably lose by 35 to, um, to Gonzaga? Probably, in my honest opinion. You were banging UCLA in the car the other night. Banging on the wagon. Still, and guess what I'm going to do tonight if they win? I'm going to bang UCLA again because the song's great and the team's even better. And I also have a uh, player pool that I did. I knew nothing about anyone, but um, they told me that I had to pick two 10-seed players. And so in the last two rounds, I randomly picked two UCLA players. And I might win this entire thing because those two guys have gone off. 
Johnny Juzang has scored like 80 points in the tournament. I think he's one of the highest scorers out of the entire tournament, and he was my 10th round pick in this draft, like the 120th overall player. He's like the highest scoring player in the tournament, one of the highest scoring players in the tournament. So, choose get nope, nope, not gonna say it again. <laughs> but Tucker, uh, you're 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 doing the same thing I did after my surgery when I was on pills, that not remembering anything I said because you told us this whole spiel last week. <laughs> ah, that sucks. No, I honestly, the last episode is all pretty blurry. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Dylan, uh, you got anything? Anything on the tournament at all? Um, my bracket's done. Uh, I knew it. I had I had the lead after the first round, but I knew it wasn't for long. Um, I watched. Uh, shoot. I forget. Honestly, dude, I on, I honestly forget. So, I'll comment on somebody um, if it sparks my memory. So, I uh, yeah, the, the rankings have been quite shaken up here in the past week. Uh, in first, we have Tucker. Uh, in second, Christina. So, she made a climb back to the top after being dropped down to the bottom. Third, Linnea. Fourth, myself. Fifth, Jackie. Sixth, Lindsay. Seventh, Dylan. How the Mighty Have Fallen. And eighth, Cameron, the bracketology master in last place. Cam, what went wrong? Cameron? Uh, I need more going. I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, can. Uh, a little bit of lag. A little bit of lag. Yeah. My problem was I knew too much. Um, that's always my fatal flaw. I tell myself I'm not going to watch anything. I'm just going to pick and I end up watching everything right beforehand, and I come up with this formula, and I do terror. I think we're losing, Cam. Uh, oh. All right. Um, all right, well, we'll try to see if we can get Cam back in here, but for now, it seems like he's gone. <laughs> Still talking. In the background. No, I'm not talking anymore. No, no, I know. He's, you're like super lagged out. It's all right. Um, I mean, if we'll uh, discuss more. I mean, we got a game in progress right now. But next topic I want to talk about was the NFL advancing to a 17-game schedule. Um, just wanted to get everyone's opinion on it. Um, I originally was so against this. I thought it was a bad idea. I thought it worked perfectly the way you had it. I was against the extra playoff game. I've been against this. I just don't like change in the NFL. But after hearing the rules and everything and, and, and taking a look at the, how everything's spaced out, I'm actually, I actually like it. The players aren't happy, but you signed the CBA, so I don't really feel bad for you at all. Um, but the way it works is um, everybody still gets their bye. Uh, everything's just pushed a week back. Um, so three preseason games now instead of four. Um, and the added game will be against teams who finished in the same place in their division, but from separate conferences. So, for example, the Patriots are playing the Cowboys. Cowboys finished, what did the Patriots finish? Third in the AFC East. The Cowboys finished third in the uh, NFC East. Um, so they're going to match up. There's other, there's like the, the best matchup was the Bills and the Washington football team. They they get matched up. Um and then the way it works is the home field advantage switches every year between conferences. So the AFC has it this year. The NFC has it next year. Um, and the Super Bowl gets moved back a week. And now once every, like, six years, the Super Bowl is going to be 
right before President's Day. So we'll get that Monday off, and that's going to be electric. Just want to get everyone's thoughts on it, the expanded schedule, Tucker. Uh, I mean, I'm a huge fan of it because it's more football. How can you not be a fan of it? There's just no reason for me not to because I always get sad once football season ends, and now I have an excuse to just get to watch more football. So I'm happy with it. Uh, I didn't know exactly how it worked, but I'm a huge fan. Dale? I'm not a huge fan of this. Um, I don't think there's a reason for it. I think you're playing an extra game. You're Money. You're, okay, so yeah, but you're, you're taxing the players more, you're screwing up the stats, you're screwing up the legacy of this game. It, it, it doesn't really make much sense to me, honestly. It's just kind of like, ah, we'll just add in another game, because why not? I don't like that crap, so. Well, it's almost due, because the NFL hasn't had a schedule change since 1978. Yeah, that's so the, the first point. Time since 1978. That changed. Baseball hasn't changed in a hundred friggin' years, so I don't really care. Did they play 162 back in 1908? Why do you think they picked such a random number? They were a bunch of idiots back then. <laughs> Cam, thoughts? I hate it. I think 16 is a perfect number. It's even, just like I. Yeah, I hate odd I numbers. Like, it's a, it's a like prime seven, number. I don't like the seven teams from each conference in playoffs. It's an odd number. Uh, the biggest thing for me is the stats and everything. Um, I I just think it's going to cause a lot of mayhem down the road and a lot of arguments saying, you know, oh, this person now leads the NFL in career. You know, Patrick Mahomes leads the NFL in career, and he's still got five seasons to play while he played an extra game every season. And then, I don't know, it's just going to cause some, some turmoil. It might cause some injuries with an extra game that can mess up, you know, the outcome of the season. I just I I don't know. I hate it. I don't like any part of it. Just like my friend Alvin Kamara, my good buddy. Um, I don't think they they should be playing. You know, extra are they raising the cap? Are the players getting paid more per game? Like, is that gonna happen? I mean, I imagine I, they get they get another game check, right? So I would imagine too. I don't know. Um, I just think it's dumb. I love more football. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I also. Once it gets closer to the end of the season, there's only a few games that I actually care to watch. The Giants and then any team that's close to making the playoffs. And then obviously that last week is is usually, you know, a bunch of scrub games. But uh, moving back to Super Bowl, yeah, it's more football. But it's more waiting time. So I don't love it. It, um, just, it just seems... Yeah, let's talk about Alvin Kamara for a sec because Cam has been all in on the Alvin Kamara not wanting to play. And then they announced the schedule, and a lot of players hated it. But Alvin Kamara came out and was like, "I'm not going to play." So Cam nailed it. What's what's going on with Alvin? Cam, uh, can you, you hear me? Okay. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I I could see it in his eyes. I could see that he didn't want to play, and they added an extra game. And it's just like, oh, one more week that I could be skiing. And he, you know, now he's got to be on a football field. And I think, you know, he's coming up on his last hurrah. He'll be gone from the NFL very soon. Um, all right. Wanted to just quick, because we, we talked about Jimmy Garoppolo, we talked about the trade. Um, I just want to quick ask, where 
obviously there's going to be a change in San Francisco either this year or the next year. It's it's either this year Jimmy G is going to usher the guy in and then he's going to bail next year when he can get a contract, or they're going to trade him, you know, sometime around the draft. Maybe they'll cut him right before the season starts, um, and he'll be gone then. But either way, in the next two years, Jimmy G's out of there. They're bringing in a new guy. I just wanted to get everyone's thoughts on where Jimmy G will or should or whatever you think about Jimmy G, where should he be to start the season? Obviously, I'm going to say the New England Patriots. They should trade for him. Um, I think they could do it with the cap. They just need to restructure some deals. He is in a position where he kind of needs to restructure if he's going to get traded. He needs to prove himself, show that he can stay healthy and win games uh, at a consistent pace. Um, I think that you bring him in, he knows the system. He can hit short throws quickly, which is what your offense needs. And uh, he's damn attractive. Feels good, baby. Uh, I want him in New England. Uh, Cam, where do you think Jimmy G is next year? Uh, I think it'll be this year. I think it'll be before the season. I think he's going to be on the Atlanta Falcons. Hmm. That's an interesting one. I haven't heard that. I've heard I've heard Chicago, New England, and Washington are the ones I've heard. So, so Chicago kind of makes sense, too. Um, the reason I'm thinking Falcons is I think that they might. So I was talking earlier about, you know, they were talking to the Jets um, and figuring out who they were going to take. I think they might have been in contact with the Falcons as well. Um I think if Jimmy G, if they end up taking a quarterback early, they're gonna he's gonna be starting at some point this season. Sit behind Jimmy, get to know the system a little bit. Or sorry, don't sit behind Jimmy. Just you draft him, he's gonna be starting. Matt Ryan can't be traded until after the draft. I don't know what the clause is there, but it's a fact. He can't be traded until after the draft. That's why no one's really been going after him. No one's been talking about him kind of here, you know, Falcons might take quarterback to sit behind them. I think maybe the Falcons draft linemen, Pitts, somebody, somebody like that, and just have a really, really, really strong deal in mind to get Jimmy to sit behind Matt, or get Jimmy to start for the Falcons. Matt Ryans goes to the Niners to be backup or something, and you know, uh, some sort of trade like that. The only thing that's really pushing it for me is Matt Ryan can't be traded for a while and their back-to-back draft picks. There might be something sketchy going on. I don't think it's a bad fit either. Um, so I think Falcons. Uh, Dylan, where will Jimmy G be? Uh, I think I said initially when we first started talking about this, I think I said Bears. The Bears is a good fit. Um, I think he just stays. I don't know. I think this is all a bunch of hogwash and baloney. Just going to stay. It, I mean, it's certainly certainly an option. Um, Tucker, I'll be interested to say, hear what you have to say. Do you think he's staying there, or do you think he's moving on? Muted. Nope, I'm muted. Uh, I think... The most obvious, I think, the probably most likely is that he stays and whoever is the quarterback sits here behind Jimmy, maybe while he gets ready. But um, if he's going somewhere, I'd like to throw a new one out there. I'm gonna say the Panthers. Panthers, a run-first offense that are big in the dump-off game with uh, Christian McCaffrey on the team. I think Jimmy G would probably work well in that system. They don't really. 
I mean, they need a guy that's reliable. They're not going, but they don't need a crazy quarterback. They have no real deep threat. I guess Robbie Anderson is eh, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are a decent duo, but I don't really see them as the dominant part. They really rely on their run game more than anything, where Jimmy G probably thrives the most. So I think he might be a good fit there. Would probably be my best guess, especially because I'm pretty sure they have a decent amount of cap room in uh, Carolina. All right, uh, that's an interesting one too. Um, I think it's either, I, I think I honestly, he'll probably end up staying there. But if not, I think it's Chicago, New England, or Washington. But uh, NBA, did anybody want to talk about NBA trade deadline? Any big things? I mean, Celtics picked up Fournier, who stinks all of a sudden, um, and uh, just, just, I mean, uh, Aldridge to the Nets was the big one that strengthens their case. Um, anybody else got anything they want to talk about there? Uh, yeah, the super teams is just kind of annoying. I mean, the two biggest guys that ended up getting buyouts were Aldridge and Drummond. One went to the Lakers, one went to the Nets. It's kind of making me worried about the future of the NBA. If uh, every player is just going to sign with one of the big two teams in the league, it's kind of concerning about the future of competition in the NBA. When you're kind of, I mean, you had a stretch where it was Cleveland versus the Warriors every single finals. Don't get me wrong. The finals are great, but, I mean, I love the fact in sports when you have, when you don't know who's going to make it. Like, when you watch certain sports, anyone can win. And with a mixture of having seven-game series as well as having – um as well as having these super teams, it's really hard to see the upsets now just because these teams, there's such a vast difference in skill between the top teams and the next tier. So it's kind of getting annoying to me. Thank you. Someone's coming around. Um, Cam, you got anything? Did the Heat do anything? Oladipo. Oh, yeah, yeah they got Oladipo. And they ended up getting him by getting rid of Kelly Olynyk, who I hated and most of the Heat world hated. Um, I really wanted them to get Aldridge, which would have been nice. But, I mean, super teams got to do what they got to do. Pat Riley can only do so much. But I'm happy with Oladipo. We'll see how it goes. Just beat the Knicks. Huge win. Still eighth in the, in the East. But um, not much else. Dylan? I know nothing about this. for the first time in three weeks. I think. Does anybody have anything else before we move on to list, guys? Nope. I'll take silence's consent. All right. Um, so, <laughs> you want to stick with that? <laughs> so, um, Cam came up with this one for list, guys. Top NFL helmets. I think that's what we agreed upon. Um, if you guys don't have a list, get ready. Um Figure it out. Pull up a, a tier maker. Pull up a picture of all the helmets. I've got my list ready. Cam, uh, why don't you go first? I'll go second. We'll give the boys time to get their fifth pick in. But go ahead. So my fifth pick is the New York Giants. Um, this is a pander pick, 100%. Uh, I grew up with a big Giants fat head on my wall. And, you know, looking at it every day, just, you know, Wow. You know, pretty base, basic uh, helmet, but I love the team, so got to love the, the helmet and everything about them. So they're coming in at number five. They had to make the list, but there's there's some cooler helmets out there, I would say. 
Um, for me, I had uh, I actually did mine on a tier maker. I had the Giants in the B tier um, for there. They did not crack my top five, uh, but it's a solid helmet. It's you know pretty pretty clean, pretty basic. I like the blue and the nice red strip down the middle. Solid helmet. My number five is actually going to be the Eagles. Um, the Eagles have one of the more original helmets. If you look at all the helmets in the uh, in the league, you know they're 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 similar to like the Vikings. They kind of have like their own like thing coming out of the helmet. I love the the wings coming out the front. I think it's a clean look. I think it makes you run faster. I'm pretty sure. Plus, Epcot College, they had uh, the same helmets as the Eagles, just a different colorway, and they probably should let me play. Maybe they would have won some more games. But uh, yeah, I'm going number five, Eagles. Uh, Dill. That's really funny because I was gonna do I'm gonna do the Eagles as well. Um, I like the Eagles. I like the wing. I like the green. Um, it reminds Kelly me. Green. It reminds me of uh, a shell in Mario Kart with the wings and the green. So that's why I picked it number five. Um, I love that. I, went, I love it. I went with a weird one. I went with the Dolphins. I, just, I, I like the Dolphins logo. I like their colors. I don't know. The Dolphin jumping out with the orange surrounding it. It's just a logo that I've always stuck at. That's always stuck out. It's childish. I'm a, I don't know. I've always liked I, Dolphin uniforms and stuff. Trey's anti-candy ass. I like colorful uniforms. Trey doesn't like fun. I do. I understand. No. Trey doesn't like it. It's not even disliking candy ass, Tucker, because I'm going to put this in the chat right now. Um, they, they, their old logo is so much better. It actually looks like a dolphin. It's actually got a cool face, like an angry little face. It's got the helmet on. It's, um, much, much better. Totally disagree with this. Uh, they are candy ass, but they also are a terrible, terrible logo change. Plus the new colors on them. It's too, like, it's Oh, too the old of, one's better. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no. I, I actually had in my tier F tier. They would have been top three if they the Dolphins had were the only one. real F tier team I had, except for the Redskins, because I put them in there because they don't count anymore. But that's that's a big no no for me. But Cam, number four. Well, yeah, just to touch on the Dolphins quickly. I actually, they were outside of my list. I, I really 100% wanted to put them in, but because of the new logo, I, I literally couldn't. Um, my number four is the Colts, actually. Um, very basic. It's white with a blue horseshoe. And I think they got a stripe down the middle. Um, I don't know. It's just clean. The Colts, you know, you think you think horse, you think, you know, something like that. And they went horseshoe, and it's also a C. I, I, you know, it kind of, it wouldn't make sense if it was sideways, but it does they make sense. They need to tilt it on the side. It makes yeah. it more, it's better if they tilt it. But it also, it, it still looks cool. It's very clean, um, a straight blue with some white dots in it, making it look like horseshoe. Um, and then the, they also have very nice colors. It's just blue and white. They don't do anything extra. Um, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a simple pick that I, I like. I also like the Colts. So. This is a snooze pick for me. Uh, I do not think the Colts helmet is anything special. It's just boring. Blue on white, nothingness. I don't like white helmets too. I'll be, I'll be honest with you guys. White helmets don't do it for me. So like the Dolphins, I, I don't do white helmets. But all right, my number four, the Chicago Bears. The, another simple helmet, but you've got the nice contrast of the orange on the blue, the old C 
Um, I just classic, very classic helmet. Love it. That's going to be my number four. Bill? Number four for me, I'm going to go with the Rams for this one. I like the Rams logo. Uh, I like the Rams helmet because it looks like a Ram. It's kind of cool. It's the only one that like has their helmet look like the animal or thing that they are. So I think it's a little bit creative. So I'm going to go with the Rams on that one. I, for me, this one, I, I like the newer one more than I like the one they just had, which was the white horns on it that just kind of looked out of place. Um, I really like the, like, St. Louis Rams helmets. Those were the ones that I think were the best for them. But, uh, I, I don't, I don't like uh, Yeah, I guess, I guess the older ones, those ones were the ones that, like, had, like, looked like ice cream cones, like, kind of. Yeah, they had, and they had, um... <laughs> They had a gold horn. Like yeah, yeah. Like I, that's probably better, horn, but I still, I still don't hate these these ones. Yeah, no, it's original. I agree, Tucker. Um, yeah, no, I like the Rams helmet. Uh, I'll touch on that later, but yeah, I like them. But um, on to my next one because I think I'm next up, right? Mm-hmm. I got the Carolina Panthers. One of, I mean, how can you not like the Panthers logo? I love the Panther on it. The color scheme's great. It's just a really, and it's just a really good looking helmet. I just think it, it's one of the, like, I don't know, there's just something about that I love. Yeah, I, they fell right outside of my top five. I had them up there. Uh, I think the, the blue is nice. The Panthers are cool look. And I'm a, I'm a big silver helmet fan, as you'll probably come to find out in the next couple picks. But, uh, Cam, number three. Number three, I'm going with the New Orleans Saints. Um, this is a beautiful helmet. Uh, the straight gold with a black Saint logo. Love their logo. Very simple once again. And then gold on black is the best possible combination of colors that you can have. Um, so Saints and Las Vegas Knights. And I think that's it. I don't know. But, um, yeah, that's, it's just a really nice. I'm glad they changed it. They used to have an ugly Saint logo. Uh, this one's much, you know, curvier, looks good. Gold helmets are, I think they're the only one with a gold helmet besides the 49ers, but those ones are like an ugly gold. Um, so yeah, Saints, three. You know what that Saint logo is called, Kim? It's called a Saint marching in. It's called a fleur-de-lis. Uh, I had the Saints up high on my list too, outside of my top five. But, um, so I'm going to go number three, classic, uh, the, the classic football helmet, the Dallas Cowboys. The big old star. I got a lot of NFC East here. Uh, the big old star, the silver clean, nice strike down the middle, just America's team, classy look. Love the Cowboys helmet. Bill? I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like the Steelers helmets because they only have the logo on one side. I like the numbers on the other side. I think it's classic I look. Them. I like the yeah, all, I, I like mine. the black too. You look kind of deadly as black with a black helmet on. So um, I'll go with that Steelers. I had them high bill because of that exact reason. They've got one logo on the side. It's pretty dope. Uh, Tuck. Uh, yeah. For my next one, I got the Cincinnati Bengals. Ugh. I feel like I was going to get crap for that, but I just feel like their helmet goes well with their uniforms. I don't know. Especially yeah, it's, because cause it's no, ugly. unless they're wearing the orange uniform, which I don't like, but when they're wearing black or white and they got the orange helmet with the stripes on it, I don't know. I like the, 
like tiger stripes on the helmet. I think it's a good look, and I'm a fan of it. I don't like it. I I think it's too cheesy, and I think it doesn't help that they're like the the newer jerseys are better with it, but like the old ones with the stripes down the shoulder pads, like I think it's just too much to look at. It makes me dizzy. Uh, I do like the colors though, black and orange, baby. Uh, Cam, number two. Number two, the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, they they change on they change it a lot. Um, but the one that I saw that I like is the white helmet with the the yellow bolt and like a dark blue outline. Once again, I'm very white helmet guy, very simple kind of guy. Um, but the bolt, I've always loved the Chargers uh, logo in general. Just a lightning bolt, charge electricity makes sense to me. Also like the color scheme. Uh, I don't love those white baby sky blue uh, kind of look, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. That's that's number two for me. Go bolts. No, I uh, charges for charges for me is a little too boring. I, I like the lightning. Um, it's it's on it's on my list of higher teams, I'd say, but it's it's not my favorite, but. My number two is wait 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 wait. Let, let me speak onto that. Yeah, so, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, the Chargers, they have a soft spot for me because whenever I see the Chargers helmet, I think of, um, oh God, Ladainley and Tomlinson, I think. Yeah. With the with the with the shades on on the helmet, and I and I don't know that that image just kind of looks pretty epic to me. So I I, think I always Bolt think Man. of that. You ever seen Boltman? There's a crazy man in San Diego who dressed up like a lightning bolt for every game. That's who I think of when I see the yeah. Chargers. <laughs> okay, my number two is definitely a biased pick. I'm going the Patriots. Um, like I said, sucker for silver helmet. Plus, you got America's colors, red, white, and blue. I like the flying Elvis logo. I know a lot of people don't like it. They wanted to go back to Pat Patriot. I guess it's just because I grew up with it. I like it. Um, it's kind of a cool look. Plus, the bright red face max to me is really what ties it all together. Um, I think that's it's pretty unique. I mean, you look at the Niners; they have a, a maroonish face mask. Maybe it's red with their certain colorways, but I know that the the red on the silver on the blue is just a sleek look for me. Patriots are my number two. Bill? Yeah, I was gonna. I'm I'm going Patriots as well, and I was gonna say it's one. It's the only helmet where the it seems like the thing that pops is the is the mask or the shield. Yeah. I don't know, it's kinda yeah. it's kinda cool like that. And I do like the logo. The silver is a classic like uh I don't know, a classic silver and the candy red, so and I like the logo too, so I, I and I'm obviously biased too, so I'm gonna go past two. Tucker? Uh I actually am with Cam on this one for my number two. I also took the Chargers for a lot of the same reasons he did. Love the color scheme, think it looks very clean. Uh, and I am not anti-white helmet. I think that this helmet kind of goes really well with their uniforms, especially when they wear the powder blue uniforms. Ooh. Yes. That's like the cleanest uniform in the game when they yeah, wear that helmet sure. with the powder blue uniforms. There is no better look in the NFL than that uniform. But, yeah, so, like, that, they had to be on my list just because that uniform-helmet combo is the cleanest that there is. Uh. Yeah, I love the powder blues. All right, Cam, number one. Number one, it should be obvious. I'm surprised it wasn't on everyone's list, but only Tucker's is the Bengals. Um, oh. <clears throat> that's the best helmet in the NFL, undoubtedly. Everybody else has got 
you know, that one might color be my least favorite. One color and a logo, or one color and something else. They got stripes. They got claw claw marks. Whatever you want it to be, that's what it is. It's orange and black. Greatest color scheme besides black and gold. Um, it used to be the team that when I created my own team in uh, Madden '09 or something, I used to use the Bengals because they were orange and black, and I love the helmets. Used to create my own team, making the Lee Wildcats, making out the Bengals jerseys, Bengals helmets, everything. Used to create every player. I've done that. I've done that. that. Every player was on my team. Uh, make them every one of ninety nine and just go off. And it's just it's it's an easy pick for me. Um, they're they're Wildcats in my mind. Also, Lindsay wanted me to add in. It's also her favorite. Okay. Well, I can't get on board with it. I really can't. It's too gimmicky for me. Yeah. Now, Cam, you said that. The gold only looks good on the Saints. My number one is the Niners. The gold works for them too. It's a little bit of a softer gold. It's not a it's not a popping gold. Plus the red on the gold, I think that's an excellent color mixture. The SF is classic. Wow, well, Mar- so Cam picks black and uh, orange. Trey picks maroon and gold. It's almost like there's some uh, high school bias to this, maybe. I don't know. I just I just love the classic look of the Niners. I I don't know why. Because I really have no interest in them. I've always liked them just because of the way they look. Um, so I'm going with Niners number one. I think that goal is a good look. It pops with the red unis on. It, it's just a classic look. And you think of Montana, you think of Young, you think of Rice. Just a classic, classic helmet. So I'm going number one is San Francisco. Bill? So I'm just going to say one thing. I like the 49ers too. The gold makes sense because it's San Francisco, California. The gold, gold, rush, gold Rush, 49ers, all that stuff. So I like that. That's a good touch on that. Um, I hate the Bengals helmet. It is probably my last, my least it's favorite helmet. For me too. And and all of my other picks are for uniqueness, and this one might be the most unique helmet out there. And for some reason, I hate it. I think it's because when I look at it, I think of a terrible team, and I think of wow, this should be like arena football. So that's probably why I I don't like it. But um, my number one. Is a classic, you know. I I'm a black coffee, vanilla ice cream, you know, normal type of guy. I like you are, the you I like are, you are a definition. I like the basics. I like uh. I like uh. I like lack of uh, excitement, as you know. So I'm gonna go Cleveland Browns. <laughs> 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 the the straight Browns helmet can't get better than that. Simple. To the point. Let's yeah. play football. Who cares about how what I look like? It's a bit gross for me. Burnt orange, not my favorite look. Um, little bit, little bit simplistic. I actually don't hate the simplistic nature of it. I think it's cool that their their helmet just has nothing on it. I don't think that's awful. Um, maybe throw a number on there or something like the Washington football team had. But they also um, remind me of the Mud Dogs from. Waterboy. Oh yeah, the from Waterboy. The, S- um, the SCLSU mother. But I certainly, I certainly don't agree. Uh, Tucker. Um, yeah, for my number one, I'm going with something similar to Cam. I like the going with the animal design instead of the like logo. So I'm going with the St. Louis Rams here. Uh, or wow, did I say St. Louis? Holy you crap. Did. Uh, Los Angeles Rams here. I just love the horns on the uni. I love the horns. I wanted to save it for Dylan brought up a lot of it, but 
I mean, it just looks good when you, like, get, like, the head of, like, the ram head as your logo. It just feels, like, in just having a ram head, because I just think, like, ram just running through things. And having a ram head as your, like, helmet, I just believe that those guys are just going to run through a brick wall. All right. That's list, guys. Pretty pretty diverse list. I like it. I'm surprised the Vikings got no love. Nobody had the Vikings up there? They were, like, on my list of eight that I made. Yeah, they're, they're not bad. All right, um, movie time, quickly. Catwoman. God, this movie is horrible. <laughs> so bad. I literally, I watched it, and then I and then I stopped watching it, and I was like, what happened? I don't even remember. I don't even remember. I don't remember the movie. Like, it, it was, uh, did you know that her friend in that is Peter's wife from Family Guy, Alex Borstein? Do you know who that, that voice is Peter's? Yeah. Hey, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah so i mean i'll just say my my thoughts on it it was it was boring it was cheesy it was kind of funny sometimes because it was so cheesy the basketball scene was incredible i will say that um you play one-on-one i don't know how this was made this way like it was awful <laughs> it's like one of the worst movies i've ever watched and it wasn't even so bad that i could like it was notable it was just like it just started low and it just continued. It was like a low flying plane. It just continued going low. Not very many high points. Nothing like not a disastrous crash and burn. Just a low, like slow drive. It was incredibly boring, incredibly weird, stupid, bad, poor acting. Just not great action sequences. I'm giving this a one for eight. This might be my lowest rated movie ever. Just no entertainment value for me out of this one. So thanks, thank you, Tucker, very much. But uh, Cam, you watched it. You didn't have to. I did. I didn't have to, but I had to kill some time before my flight on Friday. Figured might as well have being on the conversation. Uh, the basketball scene was the worst scene I've ever seen in any movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, incredible. No, they they switch frames like every twelve seconds, and then I. I the, the, I don't get. I don't. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> the only upside of it was was Halle Berry, um, and for that reason, I'll give it a two seven. She was hot. I'll say that she was attractive, but she was also too goofy at at times for it to be like attractive. Like some of her attractive moments were made not attractive because she was like it was weird, it's like cat cat stuff. I'm not into cat stuff. Dill, did you watch she it? She was eating tuna. <laughs> that, that disgusted me. I had to look away from the screen. I was like, I cannot I cannot watch this. Yeah, there's so many things. Um, one, I I was expecting it to be worse because I watched it uh, sat Sunday night, and I think you guys had already watched it and said how terrible it was. I was expecting worse. I was expecting the, the CGI to be worse. It, I mean, it really wasn't bad. Um this was like this was a movie from 2004 that had Spider-Man vibes around the same time when Spider-Man was but out. Spider-Man's dope. Was it with the? Ter- it, I mean, Spider-Man's just as terrible of acting. Um, it, it had it had Spider-Man vibes, but Spider-Man's cool. Like cats, I love cats, but a cat superhero is not cool. It's weird. When she, when she was like just like up like biting somebody and then just goes like meow, you're like. Yeah. Uh, like hairball no, actually so, so so my whole my whole thing yeah, it was just weird I'm, I'm 
I actually know so much about Batman lore that it's ridiculous because I played all the Arkham games and I like I've gotten into Batman. I love the Dark Knight movies. Um, I know a lot about Batman lore. And Selena Kyle, who is the actual I don't know who Patience, whatever the hell her name is, is. But the real Catwoman is Selena Kyle. She's actually got a good, cool like backstory. She's not oh, actually super superhero. Cool. She's not a superhero. She's a thief no. that is like good at climbing and stuff. That's why she's Catwoman. That's the original Catwoman supposed to be. Not somebody who gets puked on by a cat <laughs> and then freaks out when they have catnip at a crazy lady's house, like rub it all over their face. But go ahead, Bill. Yeah. So, um the plot like all of a sudden she was she was not catwoman and then two seconds later she was in the suit and she was she was full-blown catwoman it was like there was there was no there it was zero to a hundred uh in the catwoman um ness so i paid two dollars to watch this movie so you guys better be proud (laughs) so uh I'm not going as low as you because I actually was watching. I was like, I kind of want to see how it ends, I guess. So um, I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna give it a, a four nine. I can't give it a five. I can't give it. How about give when the half. lady kills her husband and she's like, but you can, like throws her the gun and like tries to frame her. She's like, somebody help me, my husband been shot. Like, oh my god, where did you go to acting school? Uh, Tucker, your movie. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. Um. You guys are forgetting about some awful parts of this movie. I mean, I like I said, I don't remember it. It it just went through my brain. It like passed through my head. Uh, the fact that this girl could like fight off all these people, and then the super villain was just some woman that used to be a model. No like skill fighting whatsoever was shown for her, but she somehow could almost defeat Catwoman and Tucker. 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 Lightning fast reflex. Tucker. She was wearing the beauty cream and was invincible. Did you not <laughs> yeah, watch the yeah. movie? Yeah, the beauty cream makes you strong if you keep using it. Yeah, she was. She couldn't get hit. Remember yeah, her, I, her dude. See, it goes right through your head. It's like it just but, through. Uh, the worst part was, uh, I maybe the worst line I've seen in history was uh, when she's like, "Game over," and then yeah. she just jumps off the wall. And she goes, "Overtime." Yeah. <laughs> I like I spit out my water. I'm like, this is this is what you thought was like. I can't imagine being a director and being like, nailed it. <laughs> like, how how was that allowed? It was just so bad in every aspect of the movie. I thought Halle Berry was downright awful. Like, yeah, I like yeah. Halle Berry, and I was and I was physically like, I don't want to watch her anymore. This is that bad. It was just a terrible movie. Everything about it was bad. There was no, there was no good moments. Um, I just I don't remember a single part where I was like, "This was that was funny" or "That was good." It was just all around bad. And I'm so happy I made all of you watch it. So what was your score? Um, one point four. Oh, just a little higher than me, Tuck. There's um, no redeeming quality. That's about. All right. I think that's as low as I can go. That's pretty low. That, I mean, that's probably the lowest score. I, I give the room a higher. That might have done. I, that might have done worse than the room did. The 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 room at least made me laugh a couple times with how bad it was that it was almost fun to watch. Oh hi, Mark. This this like was like a not low budget movie that like they put a good amount of money into and were like. Like the room was shot for like five hundred dollars. I'm convinced. But it was, this would uh, be like 
It was, was a box office movie that just was awful. It was ninety two. You know, as sorry, it was ninety two million to make, and they only prof. They only made, or they only sold enough tickets for like eighty thousand, eighty million. So Ooh. they lost money on it. And Halle Berry yeah, was okay. paid twenty mil. It was a three point three on IMDb. Just letting you know. So yeah. that's about that's where our average. That's too high. I think yeah, that's close to our average. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think it's Dylan's movie, correct? Oh, God. I didn't think of this. Got 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I saw that, too. Who picked Moneyball? I did. Okay. I yeah. picked Moneyball, you picked Flight, Tucker picked Catwoman. Hold up, let me log in here. Uh, oh, quiet. Movies, movies, movies. What's something you haven't seen that you want to see? Um, um, so how about this weather we've been having, huh? Yeah, I don't know, huh? Mm. Tucker's uh, mouth is doing well, everybody. He's recovering. Yep. Mm. Not fully recovering. All right, here's a movie. That, here, this is a movie that always pops up on my time, on my timeline, on my Netflix. I've, I, I don't know if I'm afraid to watch it or disinterested in it. Um, Pan's Labyrinth. Oh Netflix. no! It's a it, lo- it looks like a weird one, but I've heard it's a, a good one. I've, I have no idea oh, what it's about. Scared. Is it scary? I'm scared it of it. I'm pretty sure it was originally filmed in Spanish. So oh, it's it horror. Be. I don't know if it's actually scary, but the, I know there's one dude in it that's like horrifying. <laughs> it's got like 15 eyes and like horns and shit. No, oh, not God. You're talking about the pale man. You'll see him. Pale's no. Like, great movie. Is it actually great in Spanish? Movie. I wrote a I wrote a report on. It. I'll I'll send it to you if you want. It's definitely in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have. It's, it's an English film. We're gonna. No, it, no is it 2006 Spanish Mexican dark fantasy film? I'm telling you, I watched it in Spain. I had to watch it for a Spanish film class. Are there subtitles? Oh, it's by Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. Del yeah, Toro. he's done like video games and stuff. Guillermo del Toro. It's and a he good... did, uh, that movie that won Oscars about the lady who um fuck something in the water. Yeah, oh, I know, but in that's the water. Cool. Alright. Alright. Alright, that's the movie. Uh, check us out on our socials, vote on our polls. Um, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for getting way to with us. Yeah. Yeah.